Good morning, and welcome to Atheist's Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We appreciate you tuning in or streaming this morning. Today is Sunday, December 29th, 2019. I'm your host, Stephanie Levan. We return today with the second part of our two-part holiday radio play full of former guests and bad television tropes. If you missed part one, you can catch it on the Atheist's Talk podcast for December 22nd. We're happy to present Have a Very Meta Christmas by Marissa Alexa McCool. We'll talk with her after the conclusion of the play. That's your mom, who's also your aunt. We just always call her that because that's how the town knows her. Your little girl brain catches on so quick. Here's a head pat. I in no way find this demeaning. Uh, It's so nice to come to the same place all the time where everything is magic, everyone knows everyone, and nobody ever fights about the holidays. I remember when we would serve Thanksgiving backhandle-light and open presents early in the next morning to the sound of children playing wind chimes while they went downhill in sleds. They played wind chimes while sledding and opened Christmas presents on Black Friday. Oh, back then we didn't really want to wait for Christmas anyway. And there was no one within a hundred miles to stop us. I can't do this anymore. I can't stand all this cheese. Cheese? Did you say cheese? You need a grilled cheese? It's coming right up. Yuck. No, I mean... Shut up, Darlene. We, we haven't eaten since before the 90s. Ain't nothing wrong with good old wholesome food, the magic of Christmas in November and December, and everyone being heterosexual, cisgender, white, Christian, and good. That's right. I'm so entranced by your way of life. That Aunt Madeline, she always knows how the Bible tells us we should be. It's like the Bible says. Sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. Oh, no. It can't be. The book of Christmas shoes. Oh, that's always been my favorite. Uh... Amazing that's the direct quote you found on the first try in that massive book. Oh, here's that grilled cheese I promised you, and some of the devil's wine. Didn't Jesus turn water into wine? That wine was blessed. The wine you want comes from California. We all know that California is the source of Hollywood and all that is evil. All movies should be made by pure flicks. The way God intended celluloid. Want to go to the movies tonight to get engaged? So we can get married tomorrow, so we can have sex without me going to hell for it. You're going to hell for bribery and tax fraud, you evil slime bag. Besides, you're only back here because we're rediscovering your roots because that's somehow a palate cleanser for all wrongdoing. Redemption storyline. Almost got it. I wasn't even going to come here, but then the only black person in New York City I know, my roommate, Shonda, put her hands on my shoulders and said, Quinn, you've got to go. It's what the Bible would want you to do. I've seen it in my dreams, and I know this is where your life leads. I will have no agency beyond being a source of magic, so you can say you have a black friend and therefore can't be racist. But you've got to go find that boy. You're 18. Who knows when you'll ever have a chance at love again. If you're 18, then I'm Nick Offerman. It's too bad we probably won't get to have a Christmas this year. I told you, the Hollywood elites will stop at nothing to ruin everyone's Christianity, marriage, and Christmas. 
That's right. The war on Christmas never ends. Actually, it does, but it'll take a group singing. No, 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 Darlene. We we did that last year. All right, of course. What are we going to do, Jake? I've been here for two hours now and already default to you for every decision of our lives. The way God intended, of course. And I say we stand up to them and make sure that everyone gets to have a Merry Christmas, whether they want it or not. (laughs) That's a wonderful idea, but we're just a small town. What possible difference can we make? You may be right. The world may just be too far gone with the gays and the gendered toasters. The Christmas may be ruined forever. Got it. Got what? Magical black person, small town stuck in time, turning to the right page of the Bible, there won't be a Christmas this year, and girl gives up everything to be with small town boyfriend. I've got gam bingo! No way, you didn't tell me you were playing... You get to be in the Bible piece skits. I think you'll survive. Okay, that's fair. All right, so what's next? Well, if I know my Hallmark movies correctly, we're at not having a Christmas this year. I suppose any minute, Eustace will run outside and then come back and say, Wait! I think he'll come up with the idea himself. Nah, it'll be Star God. You're on. Hold your horses, everyone. I, I think I'm, I'm hearing something. Oh, Lord, speak to me. It, it could just be a phone call. Nah, it's Star God on their new walkie-talkie. Wait, there might be a Christmas after all. How do you know that? Did the gays turn into helicopters and fly away? No, I'm bad line. God, God spoke to me, and he said that if I buy kid shoes because his mother is dying and wants to look pretty for Jesus, everything in the world will be okay. <laughs> Yuck. Told ya. This is really the plot we're stuck in? Can't be a movie about someone dying for Jesus unless a boring, awful dude finds a way to make it about himself and learn a lesson from it. There's no time to lose. We all need to find those shoes. For his mama, please! Will they find the mystical holiday shoes in time? Will Eustace ever buy a case of wine again? Will Quinn literally throw her MBA in the garbage? We'll find out after these messages. This Christmas, prepare for the magic. I can't believe we have to do Christmas dinner with our parents. Oh no, your parents are from the big city and liberal, and mine are from the country and conservative. Whatever is going to happen? Bringing everyone together for the holidays. You all haven't seen each other since the wedding, so we thought this would be a good time to reunite the family. And remember, we agreed. No weapons inside. Thanks. When the war on Christmas can finally end. I think this is a great thing for the family. I'm just sure that once they realize they have so much in common, everything will fall into... Oh. Oh no. But sometimes, war is hell. What? What happened here? What did you do? I've never seen a body shaped like that. That sure is a lot of blood. This Christmas, I gave you my still beating heart. What are we going to do? You get the wood chipper, I'll get the meat grinder. Let's never tell anyone, and that'll go just fine. Modern Warfare, Christmas edition, coming soon. I mean, they, I mean, they already did a Modern Warfare joke last year. I don't get the... Oh.
Oh, we're recording. Uh, this special is brought to you by 23MB.com. Remember the 90s and how hard it was to download songs? Imagine what it was like to be a prog rock fan. This year, we're combining nostalgia and narrowcasting to give you 23MB.com, space to store all your favorite prog rock hits that have been making your computer run slow while you hog all the bandwidth. 23MB.com. It's truly a theater for dreams. And now, back to the show. Wait, I don't get it. How did you get on a walkie-talkie with a character in this world that doesn't exist, while you're also the actual star god in the world that sent me here? Bite. Me. Okay, it doesn't make any sense. How is this a thing? Amy, listen. You're overthinking this. It doesn't matter why things happen in a Hallmark movie. It just has to follow the same basic tropes so that older people and Christians can feel superior to everyone else about a world they remember that never actually existed. Okay, boomer. How dare you? That's it. The Mario joke was one thing, but this is too far. Get back down there and make sure they get through this and then offer me a sacrifice. What kind of sacrifice? How much time is left in this thing? I mean, I don't know. Christmas future never lasts that long. Then I guess you better hurry up and figure it out then. Fine. By the way, what did you say to the bartender? Oh, I said if you buy a Nintendo 64 with Mario Kart and leave it out for Santa, I will literally do anything you ask. Really? That's all it takes to buy you? That's sad. I think you're truly underestimating the awesomeness that is Mario Kart. Fine, I'll help them through the end. They haven't figured it out already, and I'll offer you a sacrifice of biblical proportions. Good. And don't tell my mom. About the sacrifice? About Mario Kart. She thinks I spend too much time inside as it is. Wait, aren't you a map? Be gone. A Christmas tree lighting? Yep. That's what it is. They're going to light a Christmas tree to save Christmas. And to protect the family farm from being bought. By whom? Hollywood. Hollywood buys farms now? And one-eyed horses? Something about a dispatch video? I don't know. I guess they took a ring. Those are flying horses. And it's all rusty now. Look, you two have got to get through this. What are you doing here? I thought you wanted to punish us. I mean, I really do, but just trust me. You were never born in this world, so you don't have to live by their rules. We don't? No. So just take your shot when you see it. Like, with a gun? What? No, that would be awful. Why would you even say that to me? No. How will we know? Take this walkie-talkie. When you hear the code word red shell, just go for it. Go for what? Oh, I'm telling you, you will know. Well, that was helpful. Please stay with us through the break, and we will return to Atheist's Talk and our radio play, Have a Very Meta Christmas. You're listening to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Atheist's Talk on AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. I'm your host, Stephanie Zvan. Atheist's Talk is an unusual show. This week, it's even more unusual. Much of the work to keep us on the air is done by a dedicated group of volunteers, but we need your help, too. Today, we'd like to thank our supporters on Patreon in particular. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation to our radio fund, please visit minnesotaatheists.org or search for Atheist's Talk on Patreon and sign up for exclusive content. Atheist's Talk is produced with funding from the Minnesota Atheists, American Atheists, and Cucumbers Restaurant. If you'd like to advertise on this program, please contact us at radio at minnesotaatheists.org. Our music is composed by member Brent Michael Davids and used with permission. Opinions expressed on this show are those of the speakers, or the characters. You can find Minnesota Atheists' public policy positions at minnesotaatheists.org. While you're on the site, check out our previous shows, browse our articles to see what we're up to, check out our meetup calendar, or sign up for a weekly email to find out about upcoming events and connect with other atheists. And consider becoming a member of Minnesota Atheists if you're not already. Support our work and help steer our future direction. We now return you to our radio play. Have a very meta Christmas. Well, gee whizzy winkies, I, I heard it from God himself. Themself? That ain't a word. Anyway, I, I heard directly from God above that if we light the Christmas tree in defiance of the Hollywood elites, we'll save Christmas once and for all. I've lived my whole life here, and the only place I've ever traveled to is Disneyland, so I know a thing or two about the world. This is the best place on Earth to raise a family, bar none. There's nothing to shake a stick at if you need to skin a cat in more than one way to the no-place-like-down-home Sprinkle-Dinkle. Yeah, we'll just pretend that made some sort of sense. Sprinkle-Dinkle, what the actual... But we can't let those elites come in and change our way of life. That's right. I'm gonna throw away my MBA in the garbage and never leave this town again. I know I was successful and happy, but now that the patriarchy has put me in my place, I realize my only purpose is to be a doormat for someone I barely know. Therefore, what we'll do is we'll light the Christmas tree so bright that God can see it from space and- Wait, didn't the movie already do that? Huh? Uh, what'd you say? Didn't they already do the shine a light so bright it can be seen from space on Christmas to signal God? What are you doing? I'm taking my shot. What, what, are, what are you talking about, Sonny? That's never been done before. I would have heard about it. And, and we definitely won't have any right-wing talking heads producing it this time, so what do you think you're going to do about it anyway? Yeah, you know how this goes. We light the tree, everyone falls silent like they've never seen one before, and then Christmas is saved. And now we're married. Wow, my life is perfect now. Off to the birthing bed with you. Wait. Now you need to... No, you're not supposed to hit me with a red shell. I'm Star God. I always win. Always win. Go. Hey, look, an angel. Oh, golly jeepers, where? I mean, right here, I guess. God is good all the time. Especially when it reinforces everything we're trying to bring back from the past. Amen to that. 
So uh, if you could just sit right down over there, other Amy and I are going to talk all about the magic of Christmas trees. You are? Yep. But first, I'm going to need everyone's onesies. Onesies? You mean those those little outfits with the butt flaps? What for? Hey, I don't question your Christmas list, so please don't question mine. One of you has to have a sloth onesie, and that's what I need to do the yada yada something I'll blah 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 Christmas save. You heard the angel. Find a sloth onesie. Everyone, to your homes before Hollywood's bulldozers take them too. You owe me one. You put us here in the first place. Eh, fair enough. Do we still have to go through the future part? Yup, or else Stargod's gonna make Loria Burgle not exist. Oh no! Wait, well, that might still be okay. I still have my flannel, they can't take that. Oh yeah, they can. Fine, fine, I give. Send us to Christmas Future or whatever. Darlene, how could you? Time's up. What is your sacrifice? Uh, I'll give you Amy with an eye not existing in this universe. You're giving up your best friend and business partner? Meh, it's all good. She was supposed to be in last year's show, but she never responded, so I figure she won't mind. It is done. Amy with an eye no longer exists in this universe, and you are no longer in trouble with Stargod. And hey, one more stage to go, so you're almost off for the night. Ugh, thank you. This has been so exhausting. Tell me about it. I've never seen someone pick up on Mario Kart so fast, and now... Now it's not fun anymore. Wait, so you don't enjoy Mario Kart because someone beat you at it. It's a little immature for a star god, don't you think? I flooded the universe to start over with a drunk guy, one day. How in my name does this surprise you? Eh, true. Sorry. Anyway, time for Christmas future and then I can finally take a nap. You better, because if they don't celebrate Christmas, you'll never be allowed to nap again. How can you make napping not exist? Oh no, it'll still exist. I'll just be constantly annoying you every time you try, so it'll be impossible. Didn't realize you'd be using the same method as my oldest son. Smart kid you got there. Effective. I dig it. Now, be off with you. It's time for Rainbow Road. Oh, oh, falling off the sides is a shortcut to the finish line. Are you tricking me again? Uh, no. No, no. Just try it. You're gonna love it. All right then. Hey, this place looks familiar. It should. It's snowy, vaguely Minnesotan, but with mountains in the background. It's it's definitely not a Hallmark movie. Yep, this is the future if your path doesn't change and you remain unborn. If the two of you can't find a way to at least pretend to care, you'll never have existed and this is going to be the result. Doesn't look that much different than what we deal with now. Yeah, you're right. It looks... Surprisingly relevant and reflective of us in this story. What are you talking about, Thomas? You've spent so much time here, how can you not recognize where this is? I find your lack of feet disturbing. Okay, seriously, a double reference, and you hate Star Wars. So? Gotta get my nerd cred somehow. Now where are we? (sighs) Oh, look! Over there near that fence! Is that an ice scraper? No way, don't tell me. It's the briefcase. We're in... 
Fargo. Congratulations. The world is Fargo, and we're all going to die. Get in. We've got business to attend to. We're about to find a sleepy little town in Minnesota and make it famous, despite being named after a city in North Dakota. Please stay with us through the break, and we will return to Atheist's talk and our radio play, Have a Very Meta Christmas. You're listening to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. This is Atheist's talk, and I'm your host, Stephanie Zavan. We now return you to the conclusion of our radio play, have a very meta Christmas. Will Darlene and Thomas survive Fargo? Will Stargod ever beat their mom at Mario Kart? Will someone else never exist in this world? Find out when we return after this last commercial break. Hey, how come I only got one spot? Would you like to read this next ad? Sure. This show brought to you by... Oh. Oh no. Gross. Not funny, voiceover guy. Not funny. This show is brought to you by Manslate Lawnmower. Want to shave more than your face, but razors just aren't masculine and sexual enough for you? Try Manslate. We'll make up a bunch of thinly veiled references to how shaving gives you a bigger package, and you won't have to be embarrassed because your razor has a moisturizing strip. If you're being mistaken for the wrong kind of bear, or the right one depending on what you're going for, trim up with Manslate Lawnmower. Manslate. We named it after an appliance so it won't be gay to shave your body. Unless that's what you're going for. In which case, at least you're the bear and not the cub. And now, mercifully, back to the show. Oh, please tell me it's Gloria Burgle. Please tell me it's Gloria Burgle. I hope it is, so that you can bust one already and we can move on. Who's Gloria Burgle? I don't know. Maybe she's on that list I should have written down, but instead decided to mail to myself in case I lost it. But we need it now! Oh. Right. Would you all uh, step out of the car, please, if you could? Uh, you two are now back there, too. I'm Officer Deborah. This is my slightly more androgynous partner, Officer Quinn. Hiya. Officer Quinn. Medicine woman. That'll be just enough out of you two, you hear? And who is that? That's Eustace, the... Mythical boss who somehow never seems to face a challenge and can get out of anything. I come and I go. I escape basements and homeland security by my wits and my ability to be caught on camera committing mass slaughters, and I always somehow get away with it. Alright, I guess we're about to see a big duel. This must be a late episode. 
Now, I guess this will determine where it goes. I think so, Officer Deborah. None of us will ever be the same again. Yuck. It's time for some good old-fashioned Fargo violence. Wait, what? Goodness, no! We don't want things to get messy. Wait, what are you talking about? Well, ever since the show got taken over by Disney+, Plus, we more or less work things out through pleasant conversation after tense moments. I could see how my actions might have landed me in some trouble, but maybe I could just become the quirky old neighbor who salts the sidewalk and grows a beard. Hey, uh, Officer Quinn, if you're not doing anything later, want to order some food and maybe watch a Hallmark movie? No! Darlene! You can't turn my Fargo into a Disney show, you just can't! I'm so glad we got that all resolved. Here's a bad pop cover of a famous song to smooth everything over. Freeze frame credits! Amy! Yes? Oh no. They've gotten to her too. Learn your lesson, you must. The future you must prevent this is. Amy's become Baby Yoda. You think that's bad? Look what I just got on my phone, Disney Family Guy. Uh, hey Peter? Uh, do you need some help over there? <laughs> Look at this, Joe. I just got this new thing that I'm gonna spend the entire episode distracting myself with. <laughs> Diarrhea. That's a pretty good number two joke. Wait until we get to number one, eh? I say, what the hell is going on here? Why hasn't anyone changed my diaper? Nobody changes diapers in this universe. <laughs> oh, right. It's completely safe. <laughs> okay, I give. I give. I'll pretend to care about Christmas. Just don't let Disney Plus take over Fargo. Taking over everything Disney Plus has. What in the world they do? You know, I can see how this would get annoying really quickly. We're sorry, I guess. I don't like people, but even I wouldn't subject them to this. And so it shall be done. As soon as I finish this. Ha! Take that, Mom. I win. Shut up, Mom. I'm Star God. Yes, but as long as you're living on my galaxy map, you'll abide by my rules. Or you're grounded from your game systems. Fine. I'm going back to the other world. Send them back, Amy. Redeem their lives. We must. Amy, you're okay. I am. God, it was weird being that cute. Don't worry, I'm sure we're all feeling a little cuter now. Amy, I can't figure out this game. And I need someone to let Wedgie out because I can't pause. Really hope you've learned to appreciate Christmas so we can all avoid a corporate monolith future. Nobody wants that. Not really. Not really? Nah, but if it helps, we'll at least try to go through the motions. And maybe spend a little more time together? Fine. And so it's done. 
Star God bless us. Everyone. Except Eustace. They're kind of weird. I feel like they might start a Denny's revolution or something. A sales envy has got a dream, my boy. So. Yeah. You know I'm a lesbian, right? Yeah, I kind of figured that out along the way. I still love you, though. I know you do. But it's never going to be the way you hoped it would. You know what? I can accept that. Can we still be friends who live together and hate the world in similar ways? I can deal with that. Can we order in for the holiday meals from now on? Sure. I think I know a place. Platonic married friends? Platonic married friends. So, what kind of girls do you think you're going to date? Did I mention Gloria Burgle enough times for you to get the hint? Butch girls in flannel with short hair is what does it for you, huh? I think you're on to something there. Can I go after someone with that Nikki Swango vibe? I can't see why you wouldn't. Just keep her away from my iron skillet. Merry Christmas, I guess. Yeah, could be worse. Much, much worse. Indeed. My name is Marissa Alexa McCool. I wrote this, and I played Darlene, Beavis, and various Family Guy voices. My name is Don Ford. I also helped write this, and I played Thomas, voiceover guy, uh, and assorted... Oh, and Butthead, and assorted Family Guy voices also. Amy with a Y. Playing Amy with a Y. Because why not? Because... I guess I'm pigeonholed into a role now. I don't know. Ari Stillman as everyone's favorite character, Eustace. Callie Wright, Star God. Allie Armstrong, sitcom mom Deborah, Hallmark aunt Madeline, Fargo officer Deborah. I'm Tony Opelt, and I played sitcom dad Bill, Hallmark movie Bill, and Fargo hitman Bill. This is Tim Wick performing masculine commercial voice. Second voiceover was Stephanie's van. The feminine commercial voice was Jen. Sitcom brother Jake. Hallmark down-home romantic guy Jake. And Fargo hitman Jake was Matthew Sachs. And sitcom sister Quinn. Hallmark romantic girl Quinn. And Fargo officer Quinn was Jamie Lombardi. So tell me, how do you really feel about Fargo? I might be into it. I don't know. I've watched it once or twice. Once or twice? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> How? I feel like there's a multiplier there. There could be. There okay. could be. Um, not only have I watched the show the whole way through probably six times, but I've also listened to three different episode by episode podcast recaps of the show. So I'm, I've spent a bit of time in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, so last year's Fall of Frosty wasn't your first experience with radio, radio plays. Talk to me a little bit about how you use skits in your podcasts. Well, Ari Stillman, my podcast co-host since about um, April 2017, uh, their big thing with pretty much every podcast they've ever been on is a skit that acts out surreally and over the top. Uh, whatever concept they're going to be talking about. And I was the first guest on their podcast, and they haven't updated that in like two years. But uh, when they did it, it was just 
so easy and so much fun. And Ari and I were just kind of like, we could do this every week. <laughs> and we pretty much have. I mean, The Sister Getting Out of Hand has 130-ish episodes. And almost every episode has a skit beforehand. And it's pretty much unanimously everybody's favorite part. So, you know, I've been writing, well, I I would say I write about maybe 60% and then Ari does the other 40. And it's, you know, once a week for the past almost three years. All right. So, well, you're talking about skits that illustrate, for that, you're talking about skits that illustrate a, a concept. Um, describe one to me, maybe a recent one. Okay. Um, we had Melina Reyna, a, a friend of ours who is running for state Senate in Florida. And we decided to very, very subtly parody a few of the other presidential candidates and make super over the top campaign commercials. So I wrote a, a Mike Bloomberg ish type character and Ari wrote a, a Pete Buttigieg type character uh, who I believe was named uh, Young Blood Smart Pants or something like that. <laughs> and, you know, Melina was just doing their average, you know, political commercial, the honest kind. And we were like, oh, you millennials, you know, what What do you know about education? You just want clean water. You can't just go buy water by the gallon. Uh, what's wrong with you? You know, just <laughs> really ridiculously over the top kind of thing. So... Uh, pretty much when you work with somebody like Ari Stillman, who can just come out of nowhere with a one-liner that just breaks the whole thing, uh, <laughs> you always have to be on guard for that, too. They are pretty good in that. Mm -hmm. Please stay with us through the break, and we will return you to Atheist's Talk. You're listening to AM950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. This is Atheist's Talk, and I'm your host, Stephanie Zavan. We're talking this morning with Marissa Alexa McCool about her radio play, Have a Very Meta Christmas. So did you learn anything from last year's Fall of Frosty that you put to use in Have a Very Meta Christmas? Because I think Fall of Frosty was your first full length. Yeah. Well, one thing I learned, and it was something I asked for immediately, and no disrespect to anybody who was in it last year, was that I needed to cast the entire thing. And that's not to say, uh, like I said, that anybody did a bad job. It's just I had a very specific vision, and people who may not be familiar with my writing or what I wanted from it um, might not have understood, because I have a very specific niche style of humor. M making... You're almost writing every single part for someone specific that I knew not only allowed me to tailor it to their specific skills and voice, but also allowed me easier ways to write it because it would be like, oh, what would Amy say right here? <laughs> and not to mention working in a bunch of inside jokes about the characters, you know, the, the actors who are playing those characters. And there's probably 10 jokes about secular soup alone in the show. So that was really a benefit to me um, just because of the style that I tend to do. I, I wanted to make sure that I was uh, working with actors 
not only that I knew were actors, but who that knew me enough to know my sardonic sense of humor and all of them, every single one of them delivered. Excellent. So what made you decide to revisit the 1990s for this year's play? Well, I am a 90s kid. Uh, I was born in 85. So the 90s is kind of the nostalgia decade that's really in vogue right now. And I'm, I also work overnights at a hotel. So uh, overnight, I pretty much have the TV to myself. And I've noticed so many different sitcoms that were, that were on from the 90s. And kind of watching them now, some of it's still good, some of it's pretty cringeworthy, but <laughs> there's there's a particular set of tropes that not only goes with them, but the holiday episodes especially. And they're so uniform and so paint by numbers that when when I first had the idea of this apathetic, ironic couple kind of having to go through what they would view as torture... Uh, I, f- I figured that would be the perfect place to kind of set them up where everything is just like, there's not going to be a Christmas this year. Wait. And <laughs> I, you know, I just had this vision of the two main characters being like, oh yeah, that's what's going to happen right here. So, uh, keeping with the meta theme, just, you know, they've, they grew up in that time. They've seen enough of it. They knew exactly what was going to happen. Might be a little bit jaded. No, not at all. <laughs> So is there anything you do like in Christmas media? Not really. Um, <laughs> I I worked for 16 years in retail. Uh, I Anything I liked about it got overdone and ruined. And uh, I think the, the same arguments every year about what phrase to use and what kind of cups there are and what song shouldn't be listened to uh, just added to it, especially when people would say, you know, keep the Christ in Christmas and be nice to each other. And then they go out to retail and bully people making $7 an hour. It just, it, it was such a conflict for me. And being an autistic person also, uh, I can't tune sounds out. I just don't have that capability. And hearing the same exact songs every hour on the hour for longer hours of working, I, it's just, I, I, I don't really get into holidays to begin with, but that year after year just ruined it completely. So do you make any traditions of your own for this time of year? Not really. <laughs> That's uh, fair. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not something everybody has to do, obviously. No. Uh, last year, Aiden and I drove up to Grand Marais and then drove back down. And that was nice because nobody else was there. So <laughs> if I had not been working, I think I would have done something like that this year. Uh, when, when there's holidays that people don't tend to be traveling or are already somewhere, I try to go to places that I like and enjoy them with the you know way sparser crowds than there normally are. So if I can't get into it, I can at least take advantage of other people being into it in a way. That's pretty awesome, actually. While I have you on the air, what is Tinder profile poetry? <laughs> okay, so I'm a grad student and uh, I'm in a low res program. And this past summer, I worked with local author uh, Hyde Erdrich, and she introduced me to cross genre work. And I don't know why I had never thought of it, or maybe I had already been doing it without labeling it that, but I just thrived in it. And I started writing poems as dating profiles and read them at the open mics, and they just killed. And I opened up a, a speech at a MN Polycon 
the same way. And people just were dying. And I'm like, I might have something here. So I put out some tests examples where I would just, you know, write this ridiculous over the top poem. And then at the end, write uh, hashtag Tinder profile poetry. And people loved it. They were, they wanted to share it. And they were like, are you making a book of this? And it's like, I don't know. I think it's just kind of fun. And people started saying, we'd buy that book. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. In that maybe case, I'll- <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, being an independent author, uh, when, whenever somebody says, I'll pay money for something, you're like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Especially when you're already writing it. Mm-hmm. You said that these are um, over the top does that mean these are really not things that you would find on Tinder or are you actually drawing some inspiration from there? Uh, I, I make them more direct, I think would be the best way to put it. Um, I, you know, seeing through the language that people use and here's one way we're being autistic is kind of a superpower. Uh, you know, we tend to speak to each other exactly what we mean and observe a lot of other people like trying to do this communicative dance of, you know, trying to say the right things instead of saying what they mean. And it's, it's amusing to watch from the outside. So uh, like one poem in particular, I, I say laid back like 87% of the profiles in this state, like, you know, <laughs> or um, instead of saying, I don't like how everything is so political, I'll say, uh, I don't like how politics has influenced art and I can't listen to anything without politics. My favorite band is Rage Against the Machine and my favorite book is Fahrenheit 451. You know, so yes. They're definitely all drawn from truth and some of them are barely exaggerated and those are the worser ones. But um, some of them I would just kind of, uh, I would do a cut to the chase, clear the BS out of the air sort of idea with them. And, you know, pretty much everybody I've shown them to is just kind of like, oh, my God, I know exactly who that is. (laughs) And the book is out so people can find it? They sure can. Excellent. I will, if you can stick around a little bit longer. We'll talk a little bit more about it for our Patreon Extra. But thank you for the show. Thank you for the giggles and the understanding that I have missed most of 90s media. And I'm probably okay with that. Always good to talk to you. Thanks. I'd like to thank our audience for tuning in to Atheist's Talk. This is Stephanie Zavan, your host. Please join us again next Sunday. I'm proud to be on the air with Minnesota Atheists, and I hope that you appreciate the show. This show depends on the generous support of our members, our sponsors, and our donors. Please consider supporting the show through the donation link at minnesotaatheists.org. This is Atheist's Talk on AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Have a great Sunday.